0: I invented yep. a straw, the type of straw the other day. Keep your straw
1: thing to yourself. <clears throat> my family are functioning alcoholics almost across the board. See that chair it used to be gum if it turned out koalas were good for erections, we'd be dragging them out of the trees. Send it.
0: So, so much frothing. So, <laughs> so much frothing. <laughs> I didn't even get stomped in the dick. That's my junk. Yeah, put it away. It's my crown the song. All right, welcome to another episode of One Off the Wood. Uh, G'day, Andy. How you doing, mate? I'm well, was. Thank you. Solid. You made it back um, back on the east coast without uh, incident from our little visit over here, which was pretty sick. And we're joined by a guest today, friend of mine, Michael Hannish. Thanks, Mikey. Welcome to the potty.
2: Ah, cheers, guys. Thanks. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. <laughs> yes.
0: So, uh, podcast virginity. Um, we're going to get through a bit of stuff, Mikey, um, doesn't mind a little adventure, originally from Queensland, and a swimmer of ridiculous distances, so um, you're just one of those unassuming people, Mikey, you know, that, that just does amazing things and doesn't tell people about it, so hopefully we can tell a few people about it, because when um, Andy was over last week, we, we were down south all in marks together, and I was, uh, you know, dropped a few facts about you, and you're like, hang on, you did what? That's absolutely ridiculous behaviour. So hopefully we hear about that.
2: Yeah, I should probably open with some of the more interesting things. Most <laughs> people just keep thinking I'm boring.
0: <laughs> no, we'll see. Um, first things first though, Andy, you and I talked about not drinking because I've just had a, a operation on my wrist. I was like keen as for not drinking, but it looks like you've got something off the wood today.
1: Yeah, we did talk about it, but we will have a non-drinking period while you recover from your wanking injury. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> But no, uh, things didn't work out for me on that front, so I have been drinking. And in particular, I've smuggled a couple of the Beer Farm IPAs back from Margaret River. Just a little four-pack in the suitcase in my uh, Carradale Tavern stubby holder. So I'm over here in the Coogee Studios feeling like I'm part of the, the West Westies' best team. But um, it's a fucking good beer, I think. Very good. We've got, um, you, can't, oh, you couldn't guess what
0: we've got today, Andy. You couldn't guess it, mate.
1: Um, just some sort of like Pinot Grige, maybe. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vintage. Yeah.
0: It's a West Australia's finest emu export, but from a stubby. You know, we're mixing it up a little bit. So <laughs> I didn't know you could get it export. in a
1: stubby. I've never seen it in a stubby, honestly. So that's that's different. You've only seen them in thirty packs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, has got a couple of them outside of the thirty box. That's pretty fancy. We're like that's what, that's how they buy them in um in the Claremont Quarter area. But um, yeah, good on you. Definitely. Bush so George. yeah, that's uh, what we've got. <laughs> got. off the wood. Where,
0: where do we um, where do we want to start, Mikey? I want to like. I actually listened to a thing on podcasts and they say like, you shouldn't give your guests compliments. It's um It just makes things awkward, but it's also a bit fucking awkward anyway if you're like not complimenting the guests. <laughs> <laughs> like, sh- I want to give you a big pump up because Mikey swims ridiculous um, things. So we first met, It's probably the best way to introduce it through a mutual friend who uh, I'd only just moved to WA. And she said, uh, I've got a mate, he's swimming to Rottnest Island. And I said, he's doing fucking what? And she's like, "Yeah, he needs a paddler." And I said, "What's that involved? No idea." Anyway, two days later, I'm on a boat um, paddling to Rottnest Island, on you piloting you across the channel.
2: Mate, you're giving yourself a bit of a rap, saying it was a boat you rocked up with. You know, most people rock up to these swims with you know a long kayak as a support kayak for people swimming to Rottnest Island. You know, it's like a twenty k twenty k swim, so most people rock up with these you know, nice long plastic sort of Flash-looking, comfortable kayaks. a rocks up with a bloody whitewater kayak—the banana. It's about a meter, it? meter long. Well, <laughs> they that's push nice water. Dan, those <laughs> things push water. They
1: don't like. They're not built to go distances. They're bu- built to like slow you down and push water. Well, you're in a playboat. It play was boat. very
0: last minute, and um, Dan hooked us up with a playboat. He's like, "Yeah, I've got kayaking mates. So they'll give you a boat." So the front of the kayak was at my feet. And it had no keel, so every time we got a wave across the front, I'd do a full spin and then have to redirect myself forward. So it was a fucking adventure. But T-
2: Talking about doing it the wrong way. So my first time I did that, so I've done it a few times since, but the first time I did it, my support boat itself was a sailboat, so not ideal to you know, be <laughs> putting next to a swimmer. Dodging people. And I had, I had, <laughs> yeah, had wasn't next to me in this, in this little banana. And the best thing was we get to the finish line and... Um, you know, because yeah, it takes like seven hours to do this swim. He's um the bloke some some other bloke was um paddling with this as well and he's tipped out his his uh, bloody surf ski or kayak, and he's going, oh, no. oh, mate, this is this is 50% proof as in 50% piss. <laughs> and Woz has climbed out of his, taken the skirt off, and he goes, no water got in this, mate. And he's tipped it out. There's about a litre of pure piss that he's poured straight out of the out of I was just
0: squelching back and forth. <laughs> I, also pr- quite dangerous because I can't flip a kayak. I can't roll. So I had a skirt on in this playboat, and it's quite choppy, and a few times I thought I was going to go over. And if I'd have gone over, I was... That was me done. (laughs) I was upside down
2: (laughs) for the rest of the swim. Was that where we started cans at the can as well? Yeah, we cans at the can. So
0: Mike, so since then um, I enjoyed myself thoroughly, and I've upgraded boats and paddled for Mikey quite a few times across there. We started a tradition that day, which was can at the can. So the first 10k marker, you start drinking a tin. The paddler has must have a can. And I think that day, oh no, it was the second year I set my record, six cans was my, my best. Yeah. Six so cans, each time you
2: can. get to a subsequent can out there every couple of Ks to keep everybody on course. So. Bernie would be proud.
1: Bernie would be very proud.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, the best was we got um, a friend of ours, he's the world record holder for the, for the English Channel, and he was doing the swim here one year that I wasn't, and... Um, he gave me a call and was like, man, I'm over in WA. I've got this swimmer. My paddler's pulled out. Do you know anybody? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'll put you on the Wazza. He's done it four or five times for me. And he goes, oh, that'd be great. <laughs> I said, he'll, he'll have a can at the can. And you know, this guy is a fair bit more serious than me, being a world record holder for the English T- Channel. Trent, and, Trent Grimsey. That's yeah, Trent Grimsy, And he sort of, um, I said, he'll have a few beers across the way, but he, he's good. He's done it a heap of times. He always gets me, gets me there and gets me there quick and gets me there on you know, shortest distance possible. And Trent sort of has a bit of a giggle. I don't think he took me seriously. And then um, <laughs> a rocks up to this bloke who, you know, he's, he's in it to win it. Wazza rocks up rock up in a wetsuit with a, with a, a um, plastic bag full of tins and said, I'm ready. But <laughs> let's do this, mate. I know what would. I'm on this. I get a message from Grimsy saying, is this guy for fucking real? <laughs> is this guy for real? <laughs> hey, was,
1: But what do you have? Like when you're on that swim, 20K, what do you have in the bag for the swimmer, because obviously you you well, you're on bush chalks for the twenty kilometres in yeah. the kayak, and that's probably enough to get you across. But what do you got for the swimmer? Like, what are you eating? Well, Rub- rum and Powerade. <laughs> <laughs> no, they um, it's different
0: people, different things. So. Um, Trent, this guy, because he was going to swim it quickly. And we did, we got to halfway. We we're actually leading. So here's me with a beer in my mouth at the 10K marker, no one in front of me. I was like, this is unfamiliar territory. <laughs> video camera's in the chopper. And I was like, fuck, this I, I better hide this can. And then, um, but he just had a, a big one of those maxi um, energy drinks and he'd put extra electrolytes in it. And that was all he was running off that and water. But um, Mikey, you'd probably be better. You, you you have a bit more of a structured uh, setup swim for. Well, it's a bit forty minutes, and he's he's cheating a bit, Grimsy. So Grimsy's planning on
2: swimming this thing in like four hours, five hours. You know, it takes me six, seven hours to swim it. So, yeah, four hours is a long training session. So <laughs> he probably doesn't doesn't need as much as, as as some of the rest of us that are going to be spending a couple more hours in the water. But um, look, it's a bit of a mix of what people take. I remember when I was living in North Queensland when I sort of got into this. It was just I just started swimming bigger and bigger distances, and big, I, I was more competitive in the longer races. Um, you know, as I got older, as I got you know, fatter and slower, <laughs> I just got more competitive in the longer swims. And um, I was taking the wrong stuff and it's amazing. I went down to a swim camp down in Melbourne while training for the English Channel and um, they took my blood and took core temperatures and did all this kind of stuff. Someone was doing their PhD research when we were there and I found out that I was taking um, pro. It was taking too much protein or something like that and um, I was getting real bad muscle damage so I'd, I could only do like one big swim a month and it really hurt my training because it'd take me ages to recover from like an eight hour swim and um, so yeah they put me on a higher carb thing and played around with a bunch of stuff but it's mostly sugar and like um, soluble carbs just, really just like
0: instant energy yeah, stuff. yeah. Like, so
2: I feed every 45 minutes or something just, they throw a water bottle and I mean it's been I haven't done a haven't done a big swim in like 4 years but the last one I did I was having you know like those energy ge- not those energy gels but you know like cyclists and runners take yeah, those yeah. gels yeah. so take a couple of I'd rotate between a couple of them in a in a sweet drink like a powerade or or something like that um and have two gels in that or and for a while I was taking cornstarch in in water what which was absolutely <laughs> horrible um and it sat like a rock and I just I just be trying to throw it up for the next 45 minutes it was so horrible but yeah. Um um it worked. It it I'd still finish these huge swims, so it was working, but it just made me feel foul and then I just dropped it. So but um, my wife still swims and she still swims just on um just on Gatorades pretty much.
1: Gatorade. Yeah. Those gels, they can they can get the the bottom going. Did you ever have a problem with that where you like pop a gel and it goes straight through you? Do you just, just Never Never swimming? during a swim but yeah, there's a few interesting hours afterwards. But yeah,
2: never <laughs> never during swim. I've never 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 had to during during a swim, thankfully, but
1: yeah. I guess you just 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 do it. It would be
0: wow. <laughs> just get so Rot Nest, for those who don't know, was it twenty nineteen point seven K so that doesn't actually qualify for a marathon swim, does it?
2: Uh I'm not it made it, like you said before, we've probably got the B team on this on this radio. I know you're going to have my wife on here at some stage as well on on this podcast. She'll she's uh, she's well into it. She'll tell you exactly. But um, I'm not sure whether a marathon is ten or twenty. Twenty k, yeah, right? I'm not sure. I know well, th- there's there's th- at the Olympics they have ten. Do they count that as a marathon?
0: Don't know. No, not well, my ex- area, area of expertise. The fucking Olympics that don't get us started. On I'll the tell Olympics you what. Ten's well, easier than twenty. That p- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> no, is true. Um, so the like obviously swim to rotto over here it's a pretty big deal it's a great fun day and a lot of people do it um but like how did you actually get into swimming 20ks because i know you know i've done a long cycle across australia i think anyone can do that because most of the time you're just sitting down and rolling on a bike it takes a bit of mental power but like how the how do you even think i can swim 20ks because i know i can't do it i can surf i'm quite fit i I could not do it
2: but it didn't like i built up to it there was sort of it was sequential sort of steps to getting there. I mean, I swam a lot through school and played water polo you know, through uni and swam at, swam at uni and then um, sort of got into normal life after that. And my old housemate, he was a swimmer as well. And he just jumped in at the age of you know, mid 20s and did a 2K ocean swim. You know, they do a series and he came like fourth or something, he said, fuck, we can still swim, Mike. Get in, have a crack at one. So I trained my ass off to do a 2K swim yeah, I was sort of shitting myself a little bit about doing this two k swim, and um, didn't do badly, didn't do fantastically. Um, and then I was living in North Queensland. And there's a swim from uh, Magnetic Island back to back to Townsville, and uh, that's eight or nine k or something like that. And I did that. I think I top ten or something like I did did relatively well. Wow, massive! And then. Um, you know, through that met someone who was up there. She's a superstar, Penny Penny Palfrey. She held the record for the English Channel for a while. Um, I was living in the Whit Sundays, and she goes, "Oh, I'm planning on a bunch of swims in the Whit Sundays. Do you, you want to help coordinate, or do you want to come on board?" And I said, "Oh, yeah, fantastic." So, and her, her and her husband are you know known, by, they're in the Marathon Swimming Hall of Fame and all this kind of stuff. So we ended up doing being the first people to do swim from Daydream Island. To the mainland so back to early Beach that was 15k and then we progressed to Long Island back to Early Beach and it was 28k and then it was all in a lead up to try and do this big swim from Hamilton Island back to back to Early Beach so we it's 30 31 32 or something so 32. that was all the,
0: how long how long does that take you just for some context
2: that one took us eight hours but I mean it's different for a lot of these swims that one took about a year to plan <coughs> um, just because there's so many islands and it's quite tidal there you know like swimming in rotnest, you can so swim you got to a rotnest. bit of currents yeah yeah you can swim to rotnest anytime because the tides are like half a meter you know but over there they get like four or five six meter tides you know so you've got really time when you get to what island and even just there's 74 islands so to even work out the path you're going to take backs took took a lot of practice of getting around different islands and yeah we were fortunate enough to do that and chris palfrey was on the boat and he essentially certified it and we got a certificate from there Marathon swimming Hall of Fame, saying we're the first people to swim that channel, which is kind of cool.
0: Shit, yeah, just making your own records,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <them. laughs> and like then, it. yeah, Penny just said, "Have you ever thought about swimming the English Channel?" I'd never heard or met anybody that's signed the English Channel, and I was sort of like, "Oh well, where, how, how, where do you start?" And she goes, "Well, if I get you, so there's there's a whole process of like qualifying, getting your qualification swim signed off. And you have to do a swim in a certain temperature water for a certain amount of time." Then you put you, you put a like a nomination into the Channel Swimming Association in the UK, and generally they accept you if you pay them enough money.
0: Um, how, <laughs> how many people sort of swim every year? Because there's only a small sort of time frame, right? You can do it in.
2: Well, no, I think it's gone up like exponentially. But um, the hard thing is getting the boat. Okay. So there's only like 12 boats that are allowed to take um, swimmers across, and you know all of them have their own statistics. Like some of them, know, yeah, they say that they always get their swimmer across. So you know, you have, you, you have the best, che- you book with them, you pay more, but they take, you know, three weeks or two weeks, like a, a whole tide to choose when you're going to swim. Uh, other ones, you yeah, know, just they're pirates, mate, just take your money and take you out in any weather. So she goes, I'll get you the boat. And I got a call, I think it was like, I don't know, February or something. It was early in the year. And I just got a call from Penny saying, you're on in September if you want it. And if you say no, you'll never get the offer again. Wow. <laughs> so,
0: and so how far is the English Channel?
2: English Channel, so English Channel's 32 or 34K, something like that, between 30 and 35K anyway. But the problem is the tide's so big and the tide goes sort of north-south, so you end up drifting and it's a six-metre tide. They're like huge tides. So you so, swim like a big V. Well, yeah, well, I mean, the difference, so to say, swim... So when we swam from Hamilton Island back to Airlie Beach, which is a similar distance, that took us, I think, like eight hours maybe. But to swim the English Channel took me 11 and a half or 11 hours 40. Yeah.
0: Wow! Yeah, huge. huge. Yeah, so, so it's the, similar it's the distance.
2: Tide the tides that, that kill you. So if you look at like the track, you like swing north as the tide's going out or something. The tide changes and you come south for six hours. And then if you can hit, there's like a point, Cape Grenay. And if you can hit Cape Grenay, you know, at the turn of the tide. So like you, you get drifted into it. But if you miss it, you got another like six hours to the, to get to the land on the next side. So I mine. I was perfect. Like landed in the, in the one-tide cycle in just under 12 hours. Nailed it in yeah.
0: 12 hours. Shit. <laughs> well, yeah. How, how cold's the water? Uh,
2: water was 15, 16 when I did it, something like, or 16, 17 when I did it.
0: So it's or,
2: generally around 16. People say, yeah, you, know, you train for 16 degrees.
0: Is yeah. that sort of Victorian water? Yeah, colder? so
2: we, so I mean, how, how I met my wife was training for the English Channel. Um, and I met her in Melbourne at a cold water camp because I, I met her coach just randomly here in in wa after the Rottnest swim um and he invited me down to a cold water swim camp in in melbourne so that's every year in um brighton in may or june or something you go down there for a few weeks and that you get all your qualification swims and all that kind of stuff done you get signed off by a proper coach and you know it's like a hell week for like a week where your know, coach just yeah, rails you've in cold water for and i was i was living in north queensland at the time so the water's like really 30 degrees and i went into you know 25 degrees and then went into you know 15 degrees in in um brighton it so was, if, if you shock.
0: get past the actual fact that you've got to swim for 12 hours um and uh, getting the tides right and getting an invite into it it's the cold that gets people like is that it that that makes it hard as well. Oh yeah. So yeah. freezing.
2: Yeah. If you can't handle the cold you've got to be fast. Yeah. <laughs> <That's laughs> generally generally the play.
1: Is it like are you rocking up to swim the English Channel as part of an event with multiple swimmers or are you just getting a boat and you're out there by yourself swimming with no fanfare? Like what's the what's the scenario? Yeah, so there's like a season for the English Channel. There's only like sort of three or four
2: months um of the year that you're allowed to that they allow you to do the English Channel. Um, but there's no there's no race there was three other boats or something out when i was doing it out of 12 or 15 that are allowed to do it um but no there's there's no there's no event um with a lot of these channel swims so there's like like there's 12 great peaks you know for mountain climbers there's like 12 12 great channels yeah. and all those sort of channel swims are um yeah they're just like mountain climbing yeah you do it for your own there's no sort of race but there, there are there are big marathon races
1: around the world yeah. Is there any, any sort of immigrants this? in the water next year, trying to like make, make the promised land of the UK well, or are you going the <laughs> yeah. other way?
2: So you have to swim with your passport. Like your passport has to be on your boat and there are border yeah. officials that stop you and that kind of stuff. And yeah. when I was over there, there was a bloke that's doing, uh, he's, he's Australian, John Van Van Wies. He was doing um, arch to arc or something. It's like um, the marble arch to arc de Triomphe, And you've got to swim across the channel and he was swimming across and he got pulled up by... By board, if it was just a bloke, it was horrible weather, and there's a bloke just in a, he was just swimming across the English Channel, and they thought that there's no way a swimmer would be out here, and that they pulled him up when he was going across. So I, was I, listen- I didn't
1: get pulled up at all. I was listening to uh, um, Francis Ngannou, who's a UFC fighter, but he made his way from, from the I don't know where he's from, like Cameroon or something, and they make their way to Morocco, and then they all try to like, like take little boats or swim across the channel from Morocco to Spain. Is that one? Of oh the, yeah. Is that yeah? A, that's one, one of the one of the channels. That's is it.
2: Um, I don't know if we'll do it. I mean, this is going to sound a bit wanky, but it's not. It's not. It's not a particularly big channel compared to what what we're doing. So I mean, I think it's like fifteen, fifteen or twenty k. So I mean, to do that, to go all the way over there. <laughs> just to just to swim that um, well i'd do it not going to be fantastic but worth my, my it my if you're trying to for something trying bigger. to swim to a better <laughs> yeah. life
1: but not for one of the 12 channels maybe
2: <laughs> not for the amount of money just to do it to go all the way overseas for us i mean he was doing it for a better life i guess so, so
1: where does where does Rotnest channel swim
0: and and the port to pub for that matter i mean same stretch of water where do they rate in global you know marathon swimming because imagine there's people that love this and travel all around the world to to go and do swims like as you guys have, where do they rate? Well, this is one of them. Yeah, I mean, the Rottnest is definitely, definitely one of them.
2: I mean, a it's beautiful swim. You know, it's pretty temperate, and I think it is one of the biggest. I don't know whether it's the biggest is in the longest in the Southern Hemisphere or whether it's the biggest is in the most amount of competitors in a marathon swim. But yeah, mate, it's 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 huge. Yeah, everybody knows about it.
1: Yeah, okay. Because yeah. I
0: think you know, living in Perth, it's just one of those things that's kind of there, and you know, everyone knows about it and probably take it for granted a little bit. But yeah, I didn't you know before coming over here didn't never heard of it and didn't know yeah yeah i mean um, it's, it's got i think
2: it's become a bit of a tourist thing as well that like there's the there was always the triple crown of, of long distance swimming and that used to be the english channel uh, catalina channel in the us and then the race around manhattan island so, so to do all those three but now there's an australian triple crown and you know people are chasing to be the first you know, or the fastest to do uh, rotnest is one of them and then the derwent river in in tassie and the third one is Palm Beach to Shelley Beach in Manly.
0: Wow. So, you've actually done the Triple Crown, the World Triple Crown. Yeah. And yep. Which which is, so Catalina Channel, that's California, is it? Yep. Catalina Island, uh, is back to Long Beach, California. Big wine mixer as well? <laughs> Huge wine mixer. Huge wine mixer. Yeah, is one, that, is, a is a wine mixer, i just bring a wine mixer wherever I go. Day after, <laughs> big Catalina wine mixer, and then you've got to race home again. So, yep. wh-
2: um, how far is that? what it's similar to the english channel it's like 32 or 33 degrees or something. but nice nice and warm but you start the problem with that one is it's, it's kind of like here it's windy so you have to start at midnight wow okay actually i started my english channel at midnight too but that's because you just have to try and plan with the tides but yeah the catalina one is you, you start
1: everybody starts at midnight to try and beat the wind but there's yeah there's that's like climbing in, in that water. climbing like a mount everest or something like you, when you do your summit push you take off at midnight because the the you know you got a longer day and the, the mountains more frozen, but that must be freaky as hell. Like jumping in and just heading out in the middle of the night. Oh man, Catalina, Catalina was. I mean, the
2: English Channel was fine. I knew there was nothing, <laughs> nothing in the water in the English Channel. But um, yeah. I mean, I was too consumed with, I guess, just making the English Channel because that was the first real, real proper big. I mean, I mean, they call it the Everest of, of the... Cha- you know, it was like... It was scary to begin with. When I got to the Catalina Channel, um, both my wife and I swam at Tandem, so like at the same time. And she'll tell you I'll whinge the whole way across and she's probably accurate. Um, <laughs> what was there to whinge about, <laughs> mate? <laughs> Just a little swim. But I... Um, when we got in we could hear like all this this, this noise and stuff i and, oh, couldn't work out what it was but and we found out later and you know, there's like flying fish at the start and there's <laughs> and there's you know, there's seals and this kind of stuff i i, I, I yeah it's just and there's like this bioluminescence in the water so you know, when you sort of stick your hand in the water it kind of lights up blue which is awesome it's Great really fish cool. attractant. But then all of a sudden you see like a bright blue flash of like next to you and you're like, that wasn't us. What the hell is making that?
0: <laughs> like, yeah, it's self-lighting. I like that. Yeah. So that, those two. So you've done the Catalina, done the English Channel and you've done the third as well.
2: Yeah, the did, tri- the, did the Manhattan. Yeah.
0: So the Manhattan race around Manhattan Island. This, you've told me briefly about it before, but tell, tell us again, like this is a big swim. How far is this one?
2: Yeah, so this one is um, this one's an actual race. And it's forty-seven k, all the way around Manhattan Island. Forty-seven kilometres of
0: swimming. <laughs> People don't ride forty-seven k they get scared.
2: <laughs> well, you actually you mental. actually do it because it's tidal assisted. So it's kind of like the it's kind of like us doing the swims in the um in the Whit Sundays, is. And you have to make a certain point by a certain time because yeah, you sort of ride the current. And then if you don't make that point by that time, you you're, you're done. Like they pull you. So even though it's 47 Ks, I finished it in seven, seven and a half hours or something like that. that. (laughs) Oh, that is
0: macking. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't imagine the water's clean in New York. (laughs) It's filthy. It's, uh, uh, yeah, parts, parts, you know, parts of it are a lot cleaner than you think it would be, but parts
2: of it are the most horrible soup I've ever swum in. So Manhattan Island Swim, where do you start on? So you start, um, you start run right down... Uh, the southern end down Battery Point. So right near sort of where the Freedom Towers are, where the where the Twin Towers used to be. Yep. Um, so you start sort of down near there, which is where the sort of ferries take off and big ferry terminal that goes to um, the Statue of Liberty and all that kind of stuff. And they take you out on a couple of boats. Each person sort of assigned a boat and a paddler. Like, you, you don't bring your own over there. Like, it's all it's assigned. All it's a race. Royalty, it's all mate. organized. Invite
0: only? I mean, you, you
2: can, you, you've got
0: qualifications. good Yeah. It sounds yeah, like it's... Yeah. <laughs> There's a
2: lot of tins in 47Ks. Yeah, I reckon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Only seven hours. This is the new record for me.
2: Um, yeah, so you start down at Battery Point, which is at the bottom of the Hudson, and you swim up the East River um, between the gap between Roosevelt Island and, and Manhattan Island, sort of past the UN building. It's, it's really cool. As opposed to all these other swimmers, where you don't see anything, you know, like you're in the middle of the ocean. This one, you know, you've got buildings either side. It's real... Real awesome, is that
0: really motivating as well? Like having something to look at? Because I know you know, Rodder, you can't even see the island until you're at the camp, <laughs> so you got a <laughs> yeah, can in your right. hand. Um,
2: yeah, mate, yeah, it's 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 amazing, and you're flying too. Like I said, the, the current that w- washes through there, especially where it gets like channelized, so where the like East River, so I think I assume I think it's where it gets between Roosevelt and Island, like, it's real narrow, so the water is absolutely flat. Like, you're, you're overtaking people riding bikes on the boardwalks, like madness. This- yeah, you're flying through there, and then you hit up the Harlem River, which is up the very top, and it is soup. It's this is so the filthy.
0: real skinny bit, yeah, the yeah, Harlem yeah. River that kind of cuts through. I was looking on the map trying to figure out how you where the actual island starts. You can barely even see the the yeah. Harlem River. It's quite narrow. Yeah, I'm just I looking at like, um, looking at
1: the map now. You can see the Harlem River. It runs like north for ages. So you kind of not. It's not a short way around, is it? Narrow. No, no.
2: sort of. I think that I assume. I assume that's the. I hope I'm getting the names of the rivers right. But yeah, I think it, you're That's right. the one
1: that spews back out at,
2: onto the Hudson. So you're swimming
0: yeah. clockwise. Yeah, you're swimming yep. clockwise.
2: And you sort of go past... So up, I just remember around
1: Anti-clockwise. that...
2: Anti-clockwise. Anti-clockwise, yeah. Anti, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lucky I'm not doing it. That's right. that's, <laughs> and if anyone's uh,
1: following along at home on a map. Yeah, it's worth looking
0: it up. So this rank little skinny river... Yeah, it's like where the Columbia rowing sheds are. And so, it, so give you probably, some context. Is it as bad as the Yarra in Melbourne?
2: Oh I man, it? it's fil- so. So to give you an idea, this was probably the cleanest part. Is where you start at the bottom near the Hudson, where the Hudson and the, I think it's the East River sort of join at the bottom at that Battery Point. So what they do is you're all standing there. You're lining up on all your boats. All the all the com- you know which boat's going to be your support boat and stuff. But you're all sort of on one boat to start with all the competitors. And then they sort of someone comes across the microphone, one of the officials, and they go, okay, ready, everybody, Swimmers is in the water in, in 10 seconds. And they, you know, they give you, you know, five seconds to go. And we're all like, Ugh. and then as they say, you know, five seconds to go and not a word of a lie, this condom sort of floats past the, where we're all about to jump in <laughs> off the boat. And they're like, "Swimmer's is in the water. And we're all like, fuck off. No, you get in. No, you get in. <laughs> Well, I, mean, I did. That was that was the start, yeah, and then the hooter goes off and we all we all start swimming and that was the the very start was just seeing this condom it was filthy. Yeah, and then yeah, you know, it just gets dirty from there. The higher up the f- the further north you get, the dirtier it gets until you get to come back out into the Hudson and then the Hudson looks sparkling clean because you've been swimming in this soup for the rest for so long.
0: So with these currents, the idea is that you make it to the to the top of that channel as the tide turns and then it flushes you back down. Yeah, get I mean, I'll again.
2: Uh, as opposed to a lot of these other swimmers where I'm involved in a lot of the Plan. <laughs> you know, planning and, and whatnot, yeah, this one this one wasn't. It was just sort of a guy in a boat and a kayaker next to me and the kayaker has done it a thousand times for different swimmers and he was like, Right, I need you to I need you to go hell for leather to get to this point, then you can yeah, you, know, you can float you can be a chip packet and you can float for the next five K and then you know, I need you to turn it on to get to this point by this time. Yeah, I, I, that one
0: was easy. I just did what I was told. Well you yeah. say it's easy, but did you didn't you win it? <laughs> yeah <laughs> the guy who wins always says it's easy so you've got to pump yourself up here Mike you've actually taken this thing out I did and but I've, I've got to qualify it only because my wife is, I'm
2: coming on the podcast we were very fortunate in the year that we got to do it you know it's one of these huge prestigious and there's all these people that have won it in the past and uh, are superstars in, in the world of open water swimming but it looked like it was going to be cancelled um, the year that we were doing it, we'd put in all our applications and we hadn't heard back and we'd paid a bunch of money and you know, had to write an essay to get in and there was all this qualification stuff. You had to
0: write an essay. Oh, yeah. What, yeah. what do you have to write an essay for to go on a swim? Yeah. yeah. I know. The madness. Used to,
2: it's, it's really hard to get in and people wait for years to try and get in. And um, we were over in the US anyway for the Catalina swim. So we'd applied and then we figured out we weren't going to get in. And then like a week before we left for the Catalina swim, we got a call saying, Look, we are going to run the race. The person that was organising it isn't going to organise it anymore. Um, if you can make it, you're in. So we, like, at the last minute, changed our flights. So we'd done like a 32k swim three, two weeks before, three weeks before, and then the week before that swim, we did the swim from the. Uh, we went to San Francisco, and this is a week before we did the Manhattan one, and swam from the San Francisco bridge around Alcatraz and back. To the mainland, wow. so that was that was a big race they do over there too, and we just thought, yeah, that's sort of six k's that'll just loosen up our shoulders. But it's the hardest six k's I've ever swung in my entire life. It was it was rubbish.
0: Yeah, can you talk me through the the why? I imagine people listening are probably thinking, that's great. You're a good swimmer, so you keep doing it. I like surfing because it's entertaining. Guess <laughs> takes takes you places. Swimming, it sounds the same thing. It takes you places, but. But why, mate? You can just go to Alcatraz. There's a ferry over there. I've been. It's bloody nice. <laughs> Same with Manhattan Island. There's a tube or something. Like, w- why? Why? That's it. Yeah, man. Why, well, why um, do you long distance? Like I said, nuts?
2: I haven't haven't done a long one in four years and about 10 kilos. So, uh, I'm well keen on catching, uh, catching ferries these days. But... Um, I know for me it was just uh, for me, people motivated very differently. And like my wife and I are motivated very differently to why we do these things. Me, it's always been sort of just to push myself. I've never necessarily enjoyed it. It's just sort of wow. been a, It's just been a challenge, and and why not? Just to one up people at dinner parties, really. That's yeah, about. yeah. Just so you've got a good yarn.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's cute. You know, you ever get that at uh, work? You know, people like um, oh, I'm doing the the Bustleton Jetty Jetty swim on the weekend. I'm doing cot to Northcott. It's exciting i had one i have um i have a bloke that I've, I've worked
2: with for years and years and he's a he's a development manager and um he was telling me that uh his brothers over in the uk or something was training to do the training to do um the english channel in a team and i was like oh yeah no i've i've, I've done that and he goes what you're on the english channel I said, yeah. he goes, with who? I said, no, I did it by myself. He said, man, I've known you for five years. You should fucking open with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you got to drop that stuff. <laughs> yeah. you got to open with this shit. You're way more interesting <laughs> now.
0: <laughs> I find that funny. People talk about... Um, and you do. You sound like a dickhead, you know, kind of pumping yourself up. But like people say, oh... Um, I just drove the Nullarbor and it's crazy. Like, man, it's just so long and it's just these straight roads. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've done the Nullarbor a couple of times. Yeah, how but, many wheels did you use? Yeah, last time I, <laughs> I did it on a push bike. And they're like, what? And you sound like a dickhead, but it's kind of like, but I, I love the Nullarbor. I love talking about it. I've got a yeah, real yeah. affinity to it. But yeah, you sound like an idiot saying, well, you know, like you're pumping yourself up, but it is it is madness. Like the, Yeah,
2: well, we do it, do it for a reason.
0: Did it didn't do it for the little certificate. <laughs> what, what is, um, why does Rach do it? Hopefully she can tell us another time. But what, why? What oh mate, the reason why the, the
2: reason why we sort of stopped doing tandem swims as well is because she loves it, mate. She she would train, she would do a swim every day just because she loves it. You know, it's yeah. When we did Catalina swim, I was very, I'm very methodical. I count my strokes and in between, you know, rest stops and you know, I'm How very many? Me- How many strokes? <laughs> Not well, 1,800. <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah. <laughs> that's if I'm if I'm more, I know I'm going too fast. If I'm less, yeah, I know I need to pick up the pace. But, um, yeah, she loves it, mate. She smiles. She wants to look around. You know, she laughs. You know, I, I'm no – I barely talk. And I'm like, let's – well, I'll pat myself on the back and have, I'm looking forward to the schooner and schnitzel at the end, mate. That's yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I've paddled for you a couple of times and for Rach, your wife, as well, a couple of times. And, you know, seeing other people in the water, some people having meltdowns. I mean, it, even before you get to the Luwin in the Roto, I remember – the second year I paddled for you, this guy was melting down and yelling at his paddler, you're you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong, like he was antsy and G'd up. And you and Rach, both obviously while I end up together, the same sort of personality, you're so chill and calm and like, you know, Rach will say to me at the start, okay, look, you know, don't let me get out of the water, you know, if I'm complaining, blah, 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 <laughs> you've got a responsibility to look after him. But she'll go, oh, I've just got stung by lots of jellyfish and it hurts a lot. And I'm like, okay, um... What can I do? Can I just have a little Vaseline? And then she's like, off she goes again. Just like, you know, the mentality... It's amazing to watch, and I get so inspired for it. I mean, sitting in a kayak is hard, actually, hard work. You know, you get sore back and whatever, but you look at there's a person next to you in the water just turning arms over and
2: over and over. Oh, mate, I'm supporting Rach in the ports pub next week. I reckon every swimmer should kayak for someone because it's a tough job, mate. I hate it. I hate it. I'd prefer to swim at some I'm sure you do it a lot (laughs) lot now.
0: Yeah, but just the mentality like, you're amazing people to. Just that, okay, I've just got to keep going. Because it is a mental thing, right? Once you've got the physical side of it, it's that mental drive. Why am I doing this to keep going? Like, what sort of weird stuff goes through your head? And, and have you ever pulled out of a swim? That's probably a good question.
2: Um, I've, pulled out a, I've pulled out a plenty of
0: training swims. Like, most of them. <laughs> <laughs> bit in competition? Have you ever had one you didn't make?
2: Uh, no. No, I haven't. I've finished, I've finished every one of my swims. Yeah.
0: Um, there was that port-to-pub year a couple of years ago and I met you guys at the start line to drop a kayak off and stuff Rach was swimming I think you were paddling me. yeah the yeah, weather got really rough the weather was horrendous we had a scratch match of footy to play in, and we're up on the hill about two hours later because it, it starts at uh, Bibb and Tucker so you're a little bit yeah. sheltered there and Rach has asked me about the weather she's like oh what do you think it's going to be like and it looked fucked like it was <laughs> it was like 30 knots predicted it looked absolutely horrendous and a, and a bit of a swell running as well like one, 1. 1.9 metres or something bit rare for summer and then I'm up on the at Cotterslow playing the scratchy footy and looking out and it's just white caps everywhere and I was like this is horrendous but they they cancelled that one right in the end we
2: were I don't know we were, we'd come back from the so we were past the 5k mark and we were heading across the island the rudder had broken on my on the on the kayak <laughs> I was doing and there was you know, they're like plastic fantastic kayaks were just flying north up the beach <laughs> and it was, it was it was horrible but um Rach was. Ray, on looking at the, we were in the best spot. Rach was, Rach was winning. And the funniest thing was, we were coming. It got cancelled, and I was like, "Rach, it's over. You don't have to do it." And she's like, "Fuck yeah!" She gets back on the boat, and then because <laughs> you pay for a support boat, the support boat's taking us back into into Fremantle, and Rach is just puking the whole way back, like over the side of the boat, just honking the whole way. And then um, we come into the Swan River. <laughs> and This guy, it was Guantanamo. Oh, yeah, D- yeah. David Hicks. <laughs> Just awesome nickname for one of Rachel's skippers, and um, he turns around and is like, "Oh well, for the rest of the day, do you want to do you want me to take you for a tour in the boat?" <laughs> Pay for and it. Yeah. Mate, I've, I've had to I've had to hold Rach back from stabbing him. She's trying to find something sharp. She's like, what the <laughs> fuck is your problem, man? She's still throwing up over the back of the boat. And old mates asking if he want a tour. Rachel's like, "Get me off this thing now." <laughs> That's Wait hey, to be Mikey, a
1: room. <clears throat> what what do you? Do? Because like I live at Coogee, you know Coogee, and occasionally I go down and yeah, I swim yeah. from end to end. I think it's maybe 500 metres. After about two laps, like, it it fucking does my head in and I get bored and I have to come in. Not that I think I could swim that much further than that. But, like, if you've got to do it for six hours and it's very repetitive, what what sort of stuff do you do to keep going? Like, what are you thinking in your head? You said you're counting strokes. Are you getting into some sort of, like, meditative state?
2: Yeah, really I think interested that's, it, mate. To I think
1: know.
2: that's what I mean for me. It's all about getting to it to an end goal. Um, yeah, so I probably do get into a sort of you know metronome with my you know it's like one and two and you know I sort of just count through them and it probably does become a bit yeah a bit of a meditative state. But um, yeah, those those long swims or any of the races, there's a lot more going through your head in terms of just you know you start worrying like oh that that hurts a bit, but I know I've got another seven hours or, you yeah, know, am I going too fast yeah. or am I going too slow or, yeah, you're more worried about making it or I hope that wind doesn't pick up anymore or, you know, and yeah, there's all that sort of stuff going. But in training swims, I'm the same as you, but I have to get through a couple yeah. of laps and I go, oh, this sucks. You, so I've got to try and set myself, you know, 10 laps to start with. Because you, <laughs>
1: you can't think about the end of a seven hour race. You say you're all about the end goal. You don't really enjoy the process. You want, you know, it's about the achievement, but there's, you can't think about this, the end goal, which is seven hours away. You have to like get through the next five minutes and the next five minutes. So I just like, it blows my yeah, mind, some, like the mental toughness that you have to have to do that.
2: Yeah. Well, some people, I mean, people say, so they call when you stop for a break and they give you, give you the, your, your magic potion of water or Gatorade or cornstarch. Um, okay. They call it a feed. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, rum and powerade. Right? They uh, they call it a feed. So people talk about suing. You know, just make the next feed because you know a lot happens in that 20-minute, half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah, you, know, you, you you your head could do full circle in that time. And then it's the same mm. as a lot of people say: the, the longer you stop and whinge about it, you know, every time you take a stroke, you're one stroke closer. So. Yeah, you try and get a mind, an attitude like that, like if I stop and whinge about this or if I, yeah. you know, I'm, just, I'm hurting myself. And with the English Channel, they say for every minute you stop, you, something, you go backwards 10 minutes. So it's like the less times you stop and the less time you actually stop for because you drift so fast because yeah. the tide's so big. So, so it's you sort just, of,
1: it keeps you. You're just aiming for those little goals like, all right, I have a feed every 20 minutes. Just keep going in between and just tick them off as you go. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, that's it. Mad. Wait,
0: what, because um, I think the the Perth one, you know, a lot of people are scared of sharks in WA for probably good reason. And I think, have you ever seen the rotto swim in the water? Because there's they eat shit people. You know, like, they, they <laughs> do. <laughs> but there's not, Um, uh, you know, I think you'd be unlucky during the swim because all the boat activity and there's so much shit going on. But are there any times you've had fears like that? I imagine swimming around North Queensland or like the early beach and those places that that'd be real hectic does that worry you at all um yeah (laughs) Um. (laughs) well that's a good fucking reason not to do it
2: (laughs) i uh i mean it's kind of madness thinking about it now because there's been a fair few attacks up in in the wit sundays but like we swam from Sid harbour back to early beach which is where those two people on separate days i think one of them died as well a couple of years later but um so we swam from there back uh but the only time I've ever seen a shark was swimming. It was off off Avalon in in Sydney. We were swimming Palm Palm Beach back to um back to Manly, and it just usual. I was, it was cold and it was windy and it was it was essentially a training swim for us for the Catalina swim. And it's now it's now it's now an event. But um, wife and I were swimming it, and I was I was off it. It was cold. It was rainy. I didn't want to do it. I was whinging. We started. It was dark. And, um, yeah, I was just – I was having a shit of a time. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I see this shark swim straight under me. And it would have been – it was bigger than me. It would have been two and a half metres. Enough to enough for you to really – and it just came – like I saw something out the corner of my eye and I was like, fuck, that was a big fish. And then it just would have been a metre or two below me and just cruised underneath me. Fuck. And, you know, I shit the bed and I was like, shark! And I was trying to yell shark while looking at it because <laughs> – that's a dugong <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh, oh. yeah, <laughs> call. That's an inside uh, joke. So, Sorry. It's yeah, <laughs> my, my spirit animal. <laughs> um, yeah, and I saw this, and Rachel's just gone. She's just gone bullshit you just want to go home you've been whinging this whole fucking time there is no shark and i was like I, a swear fucking I swear there's a shark what i've never i've never said i've seen a shark before in my life
0: and she's like bullshit yeah, yeah that's enough to to say no what what um, what's the coolest thing you've seen swimming because the, the manhattan island one sounds amazing bridges and things like you see any other you met a turtle met a dugong in the water
2: <laughs> I haven't met it not, <laughs> not while swimming I haven't met a, met a dugong I've seen plenty of dugongs while living up in North Queensland um, but uh, yeah I don't know we see manta rays in some swims see some <laughs> yeah sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, I don't know there was, there was that shark I don't, you don't see you don't see a whole lot because you know most of the swims it's not like here in Perth where on a good day you have like 20-30 metres of visibility you know you, most of the swims you've got like 5-10 metres so you don't you don't see much. Most things sort of piss off. We had a... Oh, when we swam back from Catalina, we swam with a whole bunch of dolphins. That was, that was cool. A pot of dolphins came through. Randomly, we did a trip down to... On our drive across the Nullarbor, we went to the Air Peninsula and swam with seals, which are just pretty much in that part of the world, aren't they? Just shark biscuits pretty yeah, much. Aren't yeah, yeah, yep. Exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought this was really cool until we were like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs>
0: um, now, we've talked obviously a bit about your wife, Rachel. You guys met um, training for the English Channel. Um, but you actually proposed over here in WA. She's from Sydney, is that right? Yeah, You're yeah. from yep. Queensland. Yep. And um, I'll set the scene for you. She was doing the port to pub, the 25k swim. I was uh, put my hand up, you know, agreed to paddle. You had decided not to come over this year, which meant you know I was just ticking a box, doing the right thing, and I, I was I was pumped about it, enjoyed it. But then at um, just before we get to the end of the swim, the the news crew, I think she was actually leading at the time um as the first girl for this and then the news crew on the boat they were just hovering around us and it was all getting a bit awkward um towards the end and then you appeared tell us tell us what happened
2: yeah so um rach had had uh so the ports pubs usually like a couple of weeks after the the rottenness swimming but it's it's slightly longer and um, Rach hadn't done so well in the Ports Pub the week before and I was paddling for her and I was thinking about proposing to her at that Ports Pub, sw- at that Rottnest swim. Anyway, she didn't have such a good swim, so I sort of went, I will i I'll do it another time. And then, um, she said she was going to enter Ports Pub, but I was supposed to be in Queensland visiting family that weekend. But, um, yeah, sort of at the last minute, I was like, oh, maybe I'll sneak over and surprise her and propose. And, um... So it was like a day or two before,
1: and I hadn't told anybody. And you didn't tell me either. I was, <laughs> no, I I was, I was, I was paddling, <laughs> mate. I would have been frothing. I was a bit over it, said, it, to be honest. You said <laughs> at the last minute, as someone who's recently got engaged, did you have a, You must have had a ring ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. had a ring. So like you, were knew, just, I I you were biding propose. your time.
2: I was just waiting, waiting for a good moment to do it. You know, yeah. I was okay. going to propose at the end of the at the end of the Rottnest swim but she was dirty on herself and I was like well it's probably not the best time to do it (laughs) Um, but then yeah like a few weeks later she said she only registered for the swim the week before or something and then I was like well fuck it I'll I'll go over for this and I emailed the people the organisers of the Rottnest swim the day or two before or the port to pub swim a day or two before and said I'm thinking of proposing I really is there a way I could finish the swim with her like could you get a boat or something to drop us out and they said, "Yeah, sure, no dramas." And um, anyway, yeah, I got on this boat. They found her, and when <clears throat> she was about two or three k's off, and they put me on a boat to go out there, and it's, it's the media boat. And they're like, "Why are we dropping out to this swimmer?" And I was like, oh, "I'm I'm going to propose her at the finish line." We we met sort of swimming, and and all of a sudden they were like, "What?" <laughs> and all the cameras sort of turned on me. And what a, bit a story! Of in,
0: in, yeah, yeah, pretty. What a scoop! And now it gets rolled out pretty much every year. So you you turn up, we're you know, inside of the finish line, I'm paddling along, someone's jumped off the boat, I couldn't recognise it, it's swimming towards us. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, it's like some all confused. Off. I'm like, shit, I'm looking down in between my leg, there's like, there's four empty beer cans. And I'm like, got a half of one that's half full of salt water. And I'm like, warm, I'm like, what's going on here? What? Are we getting pulled up? I don't know. And then, then you just popped up and Rach was as surprised to see you as oh, I was. That was the scary thing as well. So <clears throat> I knew because the swim is so big, there's so many
2: people and there's teams all over the place. Sometimes you don't even know who's coming first. And anyway, Ra- we knew rate I knew Rach was winning the race. Like she had such a shit race a couple of weeks before. So she's, you know, punished herself and absolutely flogged herself in this this swim and she was winning, but she didn't know she was winning. And I've jumped in with three Ks to go or something, and she's gone. What are you doing here? What and I was like, fucking keep swimming. I'm not going to be the reason you come second. So just, I'll tell you at the end. Keep going. Please don't stop. Please don't stop. And then, um, yeah, got out at the finish line, and she still hadn't clued on. And I'd given the ring to one of the officials, and they came over and gave me the ring, and I got to got to propose my budgie smuggles.
1: Cute. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's a there's a good I little actually, clip online. I was going to say I watched it before the podcast. And uh, it 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 brought it almost brought a tear to my eye. I'm not going to admit to any tears actually forming, but um, but if they did, it, it was very close. It was good. It's good. Yeah, it's worth watch. It gets... We'll link it in the uh in the podcast description. Oh, lovely. It. Thanks, guys. In the
0: show notes. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Have you got any any um other swimming related questions? It just still blows my mind. Like the 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 physical effort that you know of actually doing it, but more so the mental. Um, to do these sort of things. Any big plans? Big swims? Are you going to do another one? Get back into it. <laughs> the problem is, like, it takes a year
2: of sort of training. To, so you really got to want to do it because it takes up a year of your life to get to
0: do these. Tell, tell us a bit more about the training, like, what it would take if I wanted to do it.
1: Um, a- Andy and I are going to do it next year. You would year, need two, two arms to begin with, I think. That, yeah. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't actually, you know what? There's plenty of good disabled swimmers out there, but. I don't that think is you're training. one of them. Was <laughs> sorry. Interrupt. So, you
0: tell us a bit about the
2: training. <laughs> um, I'm a notoriously terrible trainer, um, so my training is a little bit less than most. But uh, look, it probably is. Uh, it, it, we had a really good coach in Sydney, and uh, you sort of build up on monthly cycles, almost to having. I think it's like you work up to almost like an eight-hour, eight-hour ocean swim on a Saturday once. Once a month, but you swim in the ocean. We'd swim in the ocean every Saturday for you know five, 10, 20, then you know an eight-hour swim. You know, sort of build up like that. And then in the pool, you know, we do sort of four, five-k sets, three or four times a week in the morning. But then if we are training to swim a channel, we would do the four or five-k set and then tap on two k, just straight swim at the end. So it's sort of yeah, between you know four and six k you know, most, most days before work and then then sort of your Saturday swim is always your longer one but, you know, sort of once a month would be a real long
1: one or once every do six you find, weeks would be a real Do you long find one. that pool swimming monotonous, boring versus when you're out in the in the actual ocean doing it or, or do it you, a, you enjoy it? It depends,
2: mate, but they try to mix it up because, um, you know, the squad the squad we were swimming with is, you yeah, know, there's probably like 15 people there that have swum the English Channel so it's a bit... Like you talk about it being weird talking about done the English Channel that kind of stuff. No one's (laughs) cool there. (laughs) That's that's, right. Just a bunch of friends. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I mean, swimming, swimming though, you kind of go from different spots in Sydney to to do these long swims, and some of them are horrendous. You know, if you're swimming, if you're swimming for six hours from you know South Bondi to North Bondi, it's almost worse than being in the pool. You know, it's just I don't know. It's just there's there's you're just doing. Know, 1k laps whereas mm-hmm. if you can do sort of laps from I don't know Bondi to Bronte or something like that or Bondi to Coogee or if you're swimming around Coogee Island you know there's always stuff to see or you know, it sort of it sort of depends but um the pool's always interesting because I, I don't know I don't like to know the full set so I don't look at the whiteboard but it's like a coach just tells you all right well you're doing 3k this now so it's kind of like bite-sized chunks as opposed to when I do a Saturday when you do a Saturday swim and they say all right, you've got 15K or you've got
1: five hours of swimming and you're like, "Shh, oh, Jesus, that sucks. <laughs> it fucking, it blows my mind. Like there's there's levels to everything in life, isn't there? Like, because I, I like to swim, was, you like to swim, but fuck, people people take it, I don't want to say too far, people to the top level. Hey, I got, I just, I jotted down some random questions as you were talking, because you said something about a doing river swim. I grew up in Hobart. I never heard of this doing river swim. What's that all about? But there's only been a couple of people that have done it. So on the back of that um,
2: uh, triple crown, sort of doing those, those the English Channel and the Manhattan swim, and the, there's a group that's tried to do a bunch of ones that are local to different different countries or you know, different uh, I don't know continents or something. So someone's tried to do the Australian one, which is going to be. The Rotness Channel. I think there's only one or two people that have done it. And there's only a handful of people who've done the Derwent River Swim. But it's like, it's a 30, 30 or 40k is swim it, down the Derwent I River. Oh, so
1: like starting from like New Norfolk or something and swimming to the. Do you know what, what it is? Uh, no. No. I, I mean, I don't It's all right. It, <laughs> it, it looked, <laughs> this is probably. Like, like this is my own interest. <laughs> all right. But the other um, thing I was, I was. Yeah, good friend. Sorry, you go continue oh so
2: no a good friend good friend of ours recently did it and I think she became the first one to do the Australian tri- triple crown and she um, yeah, she, we saw a bunch of photos of her doing it which is which was right. you know amazing it looks looks like a really cool swim
0: is it a growing sport like yeah I, I think, mean people I have been so. swimming for years I think the first guy across the English Channel was the early 1900s wasn't it and the Catalina was the 1927 some bloke took 15 hours to do that like sure but is it <laughs> it's getting more popular it seems Roto swims more uh, and more popular every year yeah it's crazy i mean especially like the i guess before covid the english channel you
2: know when i did it uh in 2014 or something i was like number 900 and i'm sure now they're up to like 2000 or something like it's it's gone up exponentially yeah it's gone up it's become quite a big deal i guess as it just gets more publicity and people realize that you can do it you just got to train
0: yeah is there anywhere where if you could dream up a swim where would you like to swim i won't hold you to it and i won't tell Rach because she'll probably bloody want to go and do it <laughs> where, where in the world or in australia would you like to to swim you know um i don't know i'm pretty content with retirement i
2: enjoy i enjoy <laughs> like a lilo and a and a meat and a, meat pie and and a and bloody tin yeah, yeah yeah that's, that's right. a <laughs> hey you know you can go and look um, at it I don't know, I would, because uh, if you do I think I've done Rot, I've done Rot Nest four times, and I think when you do the fifth, you get your name on a T-shirt or something. so I'll do, I'll do Rot Nest again. Um, I don't know. I always said that they always say swimming from Ireland to Scotland is you know, one of the hardest ones you can do. Mm. But then uh, Rach went and did it. Of course she. And did. I sat on the boat watching her do it, and I was like, "No, I'm not real keen anymore. Jesus, <laughs> that looks tough. <laughs> that looks real tough
0: yeah Man, that's um you know yeah. ross edgley yeah yep like that guy he's clearly tapped like i don't think he's fully human so you can't really be counted but he you know this guy who swam around great britain or around the uk like yep nutters like but you it's possible to do almost anything really like like the say, right context yeah. and time
2: again like the you say it's you don't want to Pump up your own tyres or anything. I mean, I sound pump them up, mate, all the way. (laughs) Get the compressor out. Pumping up our tyres about these, like doing the English Channel, is crazy compared to you guys. But then, some of the circles we're in, yeah. There's, there's a woman, Sarah Taylor Thomas. Swam a couple of hundred Ks You know in the US Just in, in She swam for like 36 hours or something Straight Or oh, it might be longer I keep saying Rachel, Rachel called me up On all of my facts When you get her on the podcast And nah. the 90% of them are, are Mate We don't <laughs> deal in facts here
0: We deal in hearsay <laughs> But yeah. she's She's a
2: weapon She swam She swam for like Two full days straight You know it's just Insane And you know they talk about Like a 24 hour club People have swam for 24 hours She did it like twice It's
0: insane Yeah and so, yeah like a quick
2: sh- quick trip across the English channel is not so bad,
1: yeah, nuts All right. um I've got a question for you yep. always whenever I'm out in a boat, I'm always thinking, if shit goes down i'm going to be fine, i'm going to swim to shore, but I'm not convinced yep. that I'm actually capable of it. What are your tips for um for staying alive if you do get lost at sea eperb what's that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, one of those beacons. Pull the eperbia, you
1: reckon? Eper. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. so eper. Yeah. Step one. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, I don't know. Um, Mate, you could save a life here. Yeah. One off the wood, listeners. They're a bunch of loose cannons. They're out there drinking chooks and doing stupid things. They could end up in the ocean, needing to swim. You could save a life here. So think, think clearly. Yeah. Think deeply.
0: F- f- floating. That would be the key or staying, would you on try top,
1: staying on top
2: of the water Would be one Yeah yep. Up, Breathing yeah. air yep. <laughs> On top of the water Is easier than under that,
1: That's it uh, that's, the, that's the tip One <laughs> that's, Don't that's drown That's a big tip though That's a key you One, one,
2: on one arm in front of the other And uh, aim for land Repeat that'd, the that'd process Just a, keep yeah. going
1: Don't be soft Yeah
2: Yeah Okay <laughs> Yeah don't be soft
1: Fine So there's no tip It's just um, <laughs> Aim towards land and keep on going. Yeah, bring a better
2: boat. Bring a better <laughs> yeah, don't capsize your boat <laughs> next time. <laughs>
1: what up, boys? What are we doing? Um have you got any more questions about this
0: before we should we get into frothing?
1: I think we should get into some stuff. I need to grab another beer. I'm gonna get another one of these um beer farm IPAs because they're tasting real good. All right.
0: Sick. That Andy guy's a dickhead, isn't he? Yeah, I was wondering if this is when we talk about him behind his back. Yeah. He's just. What's he wearing? Mustard top. He was wearing that last week when he was here, I'm pretty sure. Oh, <laughs> he's back. He's back. Shh. Do
1: you guys wait for me? Yeah, man. You'd have to wait for me. Let's now have to edit that out.
2: Yeah, who does the editing? Nah, you do that, the editing? You're right. Don't I worry need about I teach us play how to
1: do the editing. <laughs> I think, like, at some point i need to teach was how to edit and then you can like yeah i might not have to be part of the podcast which would be perfect i could just be a guest
0: (laughs) just the weekly guest yeah you'd get more episodes out if you
1: got rid of me you'd get more episodes out definitely
0: you're a bit slow on getting this week's out but that's all right it's not a fucking job we're still about having fun
1: i've got a job dad Um, i'm in a rock and roll band so, well, let's
0: get Mikey as a listener of the podcast. What's your favourite segment on the podcast?
1: Uh, frothing, yeah,
0: hundred percent. Well, it, it's play like, the song.
1: Can, can we play my original frothing song, and we'll come back to?
0: Yeah, it'll just involve you editing it. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Well, we're gonna play. I'm gonna play
1: that one.
3: <laughs> what's
1: got you frothing? What's
0: as a guest mate it's even better live that song <laughs> <laughs> what's got you frothing mikey uh it's
2: got me frothing is that i'm about to <clears throat> take some time off and go for a big uh west australia adventure uh, next week so heading off to yeah. dirk hartog island yeah
0: so we actually we probably should have put this in at the start so you obviously um you're from queensland your missus originally in sydney you're living in sydney but you guys have moved over to perth for a, a short stint so you Aim to make the most of living in the West. I mean, greatest time to be here. So you've got a got a four. You got yourself. Uh, what are you driving? Got a new Hilux. Yeah, brand new Hilux, decking uh, it out. I've experienced seat, the do. Hilux,
1: and yes. and Mikey's driving last weekend. Got to say, top notch, top notch four-wheel driving.
2: Yeah, oh, stop it.
0: <laughs> stop <laughs> so it. you you're in here um, to to make the most of the West. Um, yeah, so this this trip to Dirk Hartog, this is uh, this what's got you frothing? Yeah, a few right. other well, adventures. done it done a
2: few uh, before before the um, Hilux, we had a had a Land Cruiser, but um, so done a few few adventures in the past, and um, but this was always sort of we even before we moved across, I was gonna come over this time and uh, you know drive across Nullarbor, then do this, and then come back via the old telegraph line across the across the nullarbor and it was going to be a sort of six week adventure and then covid hit and we were like oh well that's that's all gone down the drain we're never getting across the wa and then rachel's got this you know 12 18 month stint here in Fremantle. we moved across and we never cancelled our booking to go on dirk hartog island so just by chance we're we still got our tickets and we're, we're heading over so we're going to take instead of taking six weeks to drive across and then do it then go back via the telegraph line we're still in a short sort of week stint over to over to the island, which is the westernmost point of
0: Australia, and yeah, yes. so it's right off um, off Shark Bay, off next to Steep Point, which is the the westernmost point of the mainland. And Dirk Hartog, that's where I can't remember the Dutch bloke's name, but in about <laughs> might, be, uh, might be Dirk Hartog. Uh, yeah, was it Dirk? Was it actually Dirk? <laughs> yeah. is that, all right, it's, there you go. It's, fuck it's that's an one. It's named
1: after the Dutch bloke Dirk Hartog, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> well, that's his
0: first touchdown. Left a, left his cutlery there. Left the dishes in the sand Yeah, sanders, left some dirty dishes up there. Yeah, and um. Yeah, 1616, or thereabouts, sixteen, fourteen. Yeah, so it was way earlier than there. I thought it would be. Yeah, they I think I just it's looked 16, at sixteen, sixteen, or something like. that. They're like, yeah. "This place is fucked. We're leaving." Yeah, and so we're going there. Yeah, <laughs> um, so it's a bit of a mission. It, they they limit uh, people on the island, so you got to apply a long time in advance, right? Yeah, so I don't think it was
2: like when we when we did put in for it, it was you know, it was near empty. No one had ever really heard of it, but I think because of this COVID, everybody's travelling locally. But they only allow. I think, 16 cars on the island at a time. It's an enormous island. Yeah, it's yeah, it's huge. It takes a couple of days to get from the southern to the top or a day to get from the yeah. southern end to the top. All, all
0: like sandy tracks and things and... Yeah, there's infrastructure. No roads or yeah. yeah.
2: So, um, yeah, be real cool. So we want to get... A, we want to get to the westmost coast and then so to steep points. We'll stay there a night. And then we're going to go across and make our way up slowly up to Cape Inscription, which is the point where the...
0: Durkee le- left his dishes. Yeah, your
2: mate Durkee left his dishes. And... Um, yeah, then slowly make our way back. But yeah, it looks like a pretty, pretty special place. Not too many people get to go out there. So,
0: Yeah, epic one. I'd love to... Um, I don't know if you got a spare seat. I might jump in. I can't yeah, drive at too. the moment for yeah. six weeks. So I could just, you know, toddle along. I can't fish though. I'm fucking useless. But We can take <laughs> your car. You said yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. You've just set yours up. There is waves off there. It looks real hectic. And from being to Steep Point before, this has got to be the sharkiest place I've ever seen. Like It's, it's in Shark Bay. It's in Shark Bay. It's very it's the entrance to Shark Why Bay. Why do it's they call it Shark Raw Bay? Is place. it due to the sharks or It's not an <coughs> ironic name, it's, that's it's for sure. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's What do they call Dirk
1: Hartog Island? Dirk Hartog Island. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Dutch um, the Dutch come through Australia because like the Dutch discovered I'm doing the the thing. The, the finger thing they just dis- because yeah obviously the indigenous people there a long time before but the Dutch like discovered Tasmania in like sixteen something as well. And the same thing. Rocked up had a look around was like nah fuck this joint. We're out of here What what's the what's the
0: Netherlands like? It must be
1: pretty sick. It must You're be there, amazing like, right, to come yeah to come to Australia, have a quick look around and say, you know what? This is shit. We're gonna keep moving on.
0: It probably took them like six, nine, twelve months to get there as well, and then they've just like, "You guys like what? Do you reckon?" Nah, fuck it. Boats better. Just no grab good. a few oranges and we'll get going again. Yeah.
1: Should we give it? A, should we give it a few days? Just nah, nah, it's fucked. Let's go.
0: I'm fucking out of here. You should have seen this rat. It was it was fucking bigger <laughs> than me, mate. Huge tail. The thing was jumping. Fuck it.
1: We're out. Yeah. Fuck the Dutch. They got no idea what they're talking about. No idea. They. They're pretty prolific, though, are they? Are
0: you Dutch heritage? What's no. your heritage? German, German. I'm
2: I'm Michael Wolfgang Hennis.
0: Right, <laughs> that's hectic. Yeah, that's that's as <laughs> Deutsch as it gets, mate.
2: <laughs> my dad, my dad was Wolfgang Helmet Hennis. If that gets Fucking hell. I'm more German than that, you've got yeah. that Aryan
1: look about you. You look like Hitler's dream, but um. <laughs> 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 yeah my wife's jewish by the way so perfect that's (laughs) it bringing the people together that's what we like bringing cultures together
0: (laughs) (laughs) wow that's um yeah that's a that's a tough little conversation did you you ask your old man to uh before you just hide from him he wasn't real keen on me to start well
2: he was real quiet on me to start with but yeah we're friends now he's got his name's michael as well so we got that to bond over
0: that's yeah that's a good start (laughs) um wolfgang (laughs) Shit. But that's a sick froth though Something to have a good look to What have you done to the, the Hilux Because it's a brand new model um, What have you chucked on it to, to get going? What's the dream? Not a whole
2: lot mate They're pretty A lot more capable than my old You know 17 year old Land Cruiser was um, Yeah mate nothing, nothing too much Just some new Some new shoes Some new tyres New wheels um, yep. What else? Second battery And a couple of lights And that's about it mate Doesn't, doesn't need a whole lot
0: See if we run a, run a fridge out of that yeah, that will be a fridge. will be full of chooks. Yeah, yeah. And do you have... Do you got a winch on it or like recovery points probably important, aren't they? Yeah, got recovery points put on it. I want to get a winch, but
2: you know, by the time you get a winch and you put a bull bar, you got to upgrade your suspension. It's just like an endless, you know, endless bloody invoice. So it's pretty capable as is. We're going with another mate of ours that has a
0: winch, so... Perfect. Yeah, it'll be sweet. That's what you want. Winches, like make a bit of sense, I think, in the high country and Victoria and that sort of stuff, but like... Beach driving Like you still fucked Like what are you going to do? Bury a tyre, tyre You know yeah. F- f- I, I, yeah I don't know You're probably
2: better off Having one of those, one of those Like air jacks Those exhaust jacks to Sort of lift yourself Yeah but I don't know We'll be, we'll be fine
0: um, Famous, any al- other plans famous for last words
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, did, I did go <clears throat> um, We're still in New South Wales Went up to Mile Lakes so Went up by myself One like Thursday afternoon And bogged the Land Cruiser You know up to the up to the sills when I was on my own and didn't bring a shovel so yeah I have I have I have a record of doing stupid things
0: that's that's the worst. Just yet. How'd you get out of that? In the
2: end? I ended up having to call for help. Climbed up a sand dune, and I'd been digging for four hours. I Was too embarrassed to call anybody, and then I had to had to go with my tail between my legs uh. and call back. Call back to <laughs> Hawk's Nest and get someone and, to come out and help me. And
0: you probably knew within five minutes that you were fucked, and you probably had to call someone. But there's a right amount of time to dig for, isn't there? You got to invest a little bit of time in getting out. Not just <laughs> you can't just quit straight you away. Even though you you cannot get out. pull
1: that eper straight away. Like I think four hours or. Like, we, we did a kayaking trip when we were young and my mate's kayak, the bottom blew out of it and we'd left him on the side of the river. This is the Franklin River in Tassie. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yep. But we knew there was a track out and he still cops shit to this day because he ended up pulling an eper, but he spent two days trying to find his way out before <laughs> <laughs> before he sat back down. And was like, you know what? I'm going to have to pull this because the track's not real. So, I think four Walls hours forward driving is about the right time to, f- to call someone. Well, but I had Osborne. Oz- I was
2: digging by hand, <clears throat> like an idiot, because I didn't bring a shovel, and I just thought I was going to go check out. I'd been driving around and fishing all day, and then I thought I'd check out this one last track. And um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, obviously I still cop heaps of
1: shit for it today as well, as rightfully so.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, deservedly so. But you got to ask say, um, yourself, what, other...
1: what would Timmy K do? He would pull that eper immediately. But um... <laughs> Timmy K. <laughs> Timmy K surely he's banned from owning an EPIRB
0: he'd pull it if he didn't forgot his lunch for work wouldn't he I had
1: beers with Timmy K when I was in Tassie I think he's a listener of the podcast we love you Timmy Um, so (laughs) let's not rip into him too much you'd have to go back to hang on there's a story there though if if you're new to the podcast episode something with uh, what's his name Callum Binney. Callum Binney. If you find um, Haggis and Hoop Snakes with Callum Binney, there's a story in there about them getting lost at sea in a sea kayak in the uh, southeastern Tasmania. And yeah, and Timmy K freaking out and calling the authorities. bad have it
0: across. <laughs> <us>. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> no, it's good value. Um, Andy, have, have you got um, something that's got you frothing this week? Mate, uh, I'll keep you it short. Buzzing?
1: Like I'm still frothing on the trip down to Margaret River with the U like... And then just to be able to travel and to get out of the hometown, to get over to WA, go down there and we got like good waves every day, good blokes, drinking chooks, had a great time. And then I went straight back over here to Sydney and then I went up to the Gold Coast to um, see the missus' family and got waves up there as well. So just like I'm kind of frothing on getting back to – like I live in Sydney. I like Sydney but – I, the reason I like living here is because I can go other places and travel around. So, the <laughs> lockdown wasn't ideal. So, now that I can start to, yeah, branch out a bit and 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 come and do some surfing and see, see people, I'm frothing in general. Yeah, it was a good, real good trip down south. Um, Fuck yeah. Just a couple of bikes. I, I'd
0: been a bit crook from a, the glandular relapse. So I wasn't exactly at my buzziest and we had plans to do a lot of podcasts, but... I was kind of in bed early, and we were going to do four podcasts.
1: podcasts, but we did one. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we, we fucking
0: surfed. We drank tins. We yeah had a we had a uh, episode of uh, crying laughter, if I recall. Slats ran out of tears. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> oh mate, it was yeah good. It was bloody good times. So
1: I'd say so S- sitting around. That,
0: yeah, that's a good froth. I frothed that um, so much actually that I I went down the next weekend as well. Um, for like, yeah. Just because the surf was on, so
2: yeah, we had a reunion the following weekend. Oh, fuck, we did too. Mikey was <laughs> down there too. Nice. <laughs> we all over froth. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, that's uh, so. My frothing for this week. One of our listeners actually, um, he goes by the handle I think Premium Diesel ninety eight or Premium Diesel on um, Instagram. Denzel. He he actually. He spoke when we we're in Bremer Bay. Spotted the Tin Monster wearing a one off the wood t shirt and um, just came. Busting up, and he's like, "Waza from one off the wood." He was frothing. I was like, oh shit! This is my first fangirl moment." Um, <laughs> so we had a had a tin with Denzel, and um, anyway, he, he shot me a private message there on Instagram, just uh, asking if I was serious about putting him on a bull. He wanted to jump on one. So he, um, I said, "Yeah, mate. I'll let you know when entries are on and what the go is if you're actually keen to do it." He's a bit of a country lad, so he wasn't scared. He's frothing, but um, he. Yeah, he signed up at Wagen, and I I made the trip down, um, took all my kit down, and stuck him on a novi ball down there, which was pretty sick actually. So it got gets me frothing chair in the the rodeo. And this is two days pre um, surgery, so
1: um, yeah, that was that actually was sick. So you're a bull coach now. You you've got a team, the one off the, one <laughs> yeah. off the wood sponsored bull riders. I, I'm fucking all for it. I think this is better because you don't get as injured, but we can we can still get involved in the bull.
0: Get involved, yeah. That's we call them Adback back cowboys, so like, um, anyone that goes in that's not going to make time or they're just all a bit of their entry fee goes to the jackpot, so it's like, uh, just call them ad back cowboys. And it's like, pe- oh, all yeah. the, the you know, people that compete all the time love it. So, the more people in, the more money to win. But now he, he was frothing, he um, he, he didn't make the corner, his bull he got was actually really quick for a nobby bull, and he got a fair flogging afterwards, like, he came off, and the thing. Belted him, busted him around on the ground a couple of times. It looked hectic, but he didn't actually get stood on. But he got no. he, he got his money's worth anyway. Yeah. For he was he was
2: a nice man, Denzel. Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. was a good man. Can I decipher some of that for the listeners? So he was on a knobby <laughs> yeah. ball. That's the smaller bulls, not the big fuck off ones. Uh, he didn't make the corner. I think that's when the ball heads out and then he cuts left or right. You got to go the corner if you if you zig and it zags, you are fucked. Like expert here, just, just keeping people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what happened but was um, you also not- got called out on the internet I don't know if you even want to talk about this we can cut it out if you yeah, don't sure but no. you got called out for posting about um, Bremer Bay I can bleep that out because <laughs> <laughs> and posting surf photos there and it was good and some bloke was like basically called you out and said man this is not cool you shouldn't post and then you became friendly with him and it seemed quite friendly in the end but he wasn't happy that you're putting pictures no,
0: I, up. No, I, I reckon completely fair because the spot, which I won't mention now, but um, it, down south, uh, you know, we posted a photo and, and tagged, hashtag it, which has now been removed of it. Good surf down there. But he basically said, look, it's not been blown out. Like, it, because for me, it's fucking it well 50
1: hours from anywhere. Like it's never <laughs> going to get blown <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a, bit of a
0: mission to get to, but it's it's sick and and uh, now nah, to be fair, like I reckon that's that's fair game. Like I just was a bit unaware that it wasn't, uh, you know, maybe one of the yeah. better known places. So so fair call. Like uh, I, I respected it. I was like, you know what, that's fine. I went back and pulled a few um references out to the joint in question because you know we're not here to be blown out. Surf we're spots. we're not here to
1: blow out surf spots or like, secret camp, camp spots, spots, obviously, but also. It's fucking miles away from anywhere Like we talk about surfing in King Island Everyone knows there's good waves there But it's fucking hard to get to So Barrier to some, entry Some yeah. places just protect themselves And like Dirk Hartog Island It's probably sick up there But it's never going to get overrun Because it's fucking miles from anywhere And yeah, it's hard it's, to get to People get eaten
0: yeah. yeah, regulated With well, that um, say <laughs> so now I'm not sure about to say Where I surfed on the weekend Because I went back down to Marg's But <laughs> well, you said don't spot have to say on, the Michael actual just spot just happened to be there Man, I mean, it was this we surfed there the weekend before, didn't we? Yeah, and it was fucking. We surfed it at like two, maybe three foot. This was like four foot with six foot sets, and it Ooh. was absolutely pumping. And I got accused of um, James uh, for swell dodging because it was, you know, a good win for all the bombies and the big spots. And he's like, mate, X Beach is a bloody swell dodge. Like, bring your big board, don't be a pussy. But um, anyway, I swell dodged it and had a fat time. Milking it down in Margs till, uh, well, till that's last it, week. I had my operation at a, at, on the Monday And I left Margs at 8.30 at night Had two naps So I absolutely milked the fuck out of my last day to be alive I was so cooked Pre-operation Had all this shit to do Two-handed stuff So That no, was good It got, kept me frothing for a bit But I'm, I've run out of froth now I'm fucking low Froth's over Froth empty i a fucked up arm Yeah Froth empty exactly Good
1: Good well, fuck, like, that's a, That's the that's a podcast, isn't it? If you guys got more you want to add, I think we like to end our podcast, Mike, with a tune and we like our guests to pick a tune. Pick a tune. Um, and you can pick anything in the world because we will rip it off and play it with no... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no licensing deal. It's all good. Have,
0: have, think, have you got a song at hand? I can give you some time to think if you want, but... I just want to say, yeah, thank, thanks for coming on, mate. It's um good to have a chat and share some of my crazy er friends than me doing uh, <laughs> doing some big swims and.
2: No pleasure. Thanks for taking. Thanks for uh, bringing me on, mate. I'm I'm, the, I'm usually the B team in the relationship when it comes to swimming, mate. My, my wife's achievements well overshadowed mine, so I'm very happy to be uh be interviewed first.
0: We can get her on and she can fact check everything you oh, said. Mate,
2: she will so hard.
0: I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll make sure she knows. See, yeah, you beat her around uh, Manhattan Island though, because she'll yeah. let you know that that's the only time I've ever beaten her. That's all right though. It's all right. Biggest swim, right? Biggest <laughs> swim. No, nah, it's been sick. Pre- appreciate it, Mikey. Um, hopefully, uh, yeah, some more WA adventures to come, Mikey. Yeah, I, r- so I really
1: hope you're going to pick the song that we listened to in your car last weekend. Ooh,
3: there are oh.
1: <laughs> I Was about the. Is that the the
2: Wellerman one? Yeah, we'll play that, we'll play The Weller Man
1: <laughs> I don't want to influence your decision but No, that's right,
2: because no, I completely forgot I had to come up with a song anyway And I was reaching for my phone to be like "Shit, I can't think of something off the top of my head So that's a good one Yeah, we had a, we had a good sing-along
1: to that in the car Fuck yeah What's the tune called? I don't know, it's, it's pirate music The Song music. of The Weller Man or something like that? Yeah, There's like, it's, a, it's, yeah. A, it's all the rage at the moment on TikTok is um, Sea shanties Sea shanties Yeah, fair dinkum yeah, it's a good sing have,
0: have you been to um, uh, the buddy? What's the pub in Mozzie Park that's built around Rodney's bait and tackle? Have you been there? No, right, you mate. If you love and sea shanty, so it, it's literally they've got a boat that sunk in the Swan River, and they've um. Are we not allowed to blow out pubs now as well is that you can blow out a pub that's a business that makes hell.
1: money from people going there you can blow out anything <laughs> yeah. you've got to, you've got a podcast
2: called one off the wood you've got to be allowed <laughs> yeah. to mention pubs we sure pub.
1: well even the guy that was right. upset about the surf spot you actually tagged the pub nearby not the actual
0: surf spot oh he was off that too yeah. nah oh yeah anyway fuck yeah, fuck so gordon's hey, fighting tackle if mate, you're listening it, mate fuck you, you. <laughs> there's a sick. it's a sick little pub in Mozzie Park they're on Sterling Highway like themed pub but they've done it amazing there's old fishing lures and shit all over the walls and like real cool and they have a um, I need some
2: new lures for my trip.
0: Yeah, I go pick <laughs> These are like you know the homemade sort of jobbies but it, they um they have like a sea shanty pirate band that that play there all the time like brilliant I mean, from years ago you you love it. It's they do, do um Lightning Jack plays there a bit and like yeah some good bands it's it's a real cool spot worth a Worth a visit, Rodney's bait and tackle. We'll get you over there next time you're over, Andy, as well. But, uh, yeah, that, that's uh, the sea shanty froths. Well, if that's it, then, that's all she wrote. Nothing more to say, but... Uh, Nothing more to say.
1: Hoo-hoo. Yeah, hoo-hoo. Um So, we're going to listen to... What's it called? Weller Man. Who knows? Song the... of the Weller Man or something, or something, yeah. Yeah, Song of the Weller Man. Anyway, Mike, you're sick to hear, hear your your swimming stories... I hope you get back into it And I'm inspired I'm going to go for a swim This afternoon I've had about Six beers So it should be The perfect amount I think To get out perfect. there You're carved up Yep Carved up Exactly <laughs> Carved up to carve up <laughs> Oh yeah <laughs> Alright Oh then. Well
2: thanks for having me lads It's been good fun
1: Hooroo
0: Hooroo Hooroo
3: she would not been two weeks from shore When down on her a right whale bore The captain called all hands and swore He'd take the whale in tow <laughs> Soon may the well man come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take our leave and go da 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 no line was cut, no will was freed The captain's mind was not of greed And he belonged to the whaleman's creed He took, took that ship in tow <gasps> Soon may the whaleman come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take our leave and go For 40 days or even more The lane went slack and tight once more Our boats were lost, there were only four But still that will did go (gasps) Soon may the willowman come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take a leave and go as far as a fair, the fight's still on The lane's not cut and the whale's not gone The man makes his regular call To encourage the captain crew and all oh Soon may the man come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take our leave and go Soon may the man come To bring us sugar and tea and rum
1: One day when the tonguing is done We'll take our leave and go